handle the truth. You Steve Sisolak, right? Right. That's amazing. I can't tell you what a piece of fucking shit you are. Sorry to hear that. You New World Order traitor piece of shit bastard. You're in here without security? Woo! Yeah, you piece of shit. I'm surprised that you have the balls to be out here in public, punk. Out here without a cop, out here without security? Woo! You got balls on you, boy. I'm not moving. Wait till we find all the money that flowed his way from the Oh, man. Yeah, hiding the hydroxy. Oh, you in trouble. Let's go. Yeah, you better get the fuck out of here, Sisolak. Where's your security at, huh? Huh? Where's your, ah, don't touch me, lady. Where's your security at? Huh? You want to sell us all down the river? You working for China, piece of shit? You fucking traitors. You, we should string you up by lamppost right now, pussy boy. Do you know what they do to traitors? They hang them. That's right, patriot. I think it's awesome. You running into a patriot now, huh? Huh? Where's your security at? I heard about you banging that little girl and then wrecking your car. Does she know about that? Huh, Steve? Mr. Sissy Lack? You treasonous, China-working, cock-sucking motherfucker. Where's your security at, bitch? Woo! You lucky I'm a law-abiding citizen. Woo! Because your daughter's with you, I'm going to leave you alone now. Patriot shit. Fuck that guy. That's fucking that was my buddy Steve, Dad. The truth. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, this is not an episode that I even want to be here for. Um, I'm going to do my best to keep it together, um, and get through this, but, uh, this is, uh, something that I know Justin would wanted. So, uh, I'm your host, James, uh, and I got my co-host with me, Anthony, Nick will be joining us shortly. Um, and we're going to have, uh, Dick Punch, Mick and his wife, Elin from the Patriot Party podcast, join us. And uh, we're going to do our best to remember Justin and the man he was because uh, he was a great fucking dude. Um, and I want to say that Justin was a great friend to me. Um, and uh, he's going to be missed more than anybody knows. Um, I've been having a really hard time all day today, even just trying to get this episode out and get it together so we can pay tribute to the great Patriot that Justin was. Um, our show wouldn't be, wouldn't be what it is. Um, yeah. wow. I forgot about that. No, nah, man. Justin, Justin, he was a great dude. He, he, re- he really was. I didn't have the pleasure to know him, you know, nearly as well as you did, but from the times that I did talk to him and you could just tell how, how passionate he was and how much he cared. And he, he really put his heart and soul into the work that he did. And it really showed. No, it really did. He was a 100% true paper Patriot. And I'm going to end the episode with his speech that he gave when he was running, running 
for Sheriff uh, when he was calling out all the Freemasons and going off on all the secret societies. And it's uh, mm-hmm. a speech that I'm, I, I'm glad I had the opportunity to see it in person. Um, but uh, Justin will always be tied to the We the People radio family. Um, mm-hmm. You know, our show, like I said, wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for him. Um, for those who don't yeah, know. He was like a mentor for you in a way, right? With a lot time. of the big broadcasting time. stuff, right? Big time. Um, so we were a, a pre-recorded show previous to meeting Justin, and we did a, a, a lot of pre-recorded stuff. So I kind of just want to break down how I met Justin for our audience. And so everybody can kind of understand the man he really was, because there's a lot of stories going around right now and the news is picking it up and it's absolutely disgusting in what the media is trying to do and how how they're trying to spin this story and say that he was a racist and saying racial slurs towards shithead Steve's wife, which is the furthest thing from the case. And I apologize if uh, I'm not my normal self today. Uh, I'm just barely hanging on by a thread. I've been a mess all fucking day. Uh, you know, tears running down my face. And Yeah, you, you look know, terrible. I, I, f- I don't feel good. This is not a fun show. This is not something that I want to do. But I know if... But it's very necessary. The shoe is on the other foot. If, if it was me and Justin's shoes, Justin would buck up and pay tribute to me as well. So this is the right thing to do. And this is what Justin would have wanted. Um, I don't want his, I, Justin was such a great Patriot and the work that he did and everything that he put towards this movement, I'm never going to let die, uh, with him. Uh, we're going to keep posting on the cannabis and combat platforms. Um, we're going to push to, to keep serious CBD alive. Um, serious CBD, even, even if it's not in production, I don't even care. We're going to try every, every way possible to keep it in production, but even if it's not, It'll be a forever sponsor of We The People Radio. Um, it'll be a forever sponsor of the show. Um, it's something that, for me, has helped me tremendously, and not just myself, but my my dog. Marley takes it every day. And, uh, man, uh, Justin, oh. I wasn't even supposed to meet him, man. I wasn't even supposed to, to know him. And uh, for those who don't know that, that was Phoenix? I considered Justin a brother. Um, it's um, it, he was truly a brother to me, and uh, someone that I I loved like a brother, and would have was very proud to fight alongside in this in this war, in this battle. And. Uh, I wasn't even supposed to know him. I wasn't even supposed to meet him. And I truly believe that it was God that brought us together. Hold on, let me close my door real quick. Sure. So um, I met Justin for the first time at the uh, at the Patriot Double Down uh, in Las Vegas. Right. An event that I wasn't even supposed to be at. An event that um, um, I was there just by accident, actually, and I wasn't even going to go. So uh, I went down down to the street, uh, down to the strip, I'm sorry, and uh, 
I met up with Take Naps, Bobby Sausalito, who was our guest last week. He was in Vegas, and uh, it's so funny that how that happens. He was on our show. Yeah, last yeah. Week. I was literally just wow. talking about the time he was out here. It was that was the time I was down at the strip with Bobby Sausalito, and uh, and uh, man, the Foxhole people, I fucking love you guys. And uh, Lindsey B, I appreciate. It. I know Justin did. I know the fucking kid did. He loved me more than anything. He was uh, I. There's not many people in my life that I could say um, are true, true friends and believed in me and what I was doing. Nick and Ant being two of them and, and, and Justin is the other one. There's not many people I could say that about. And uh, especially with what we're doing and fighting in this battle. But uh, I was down at the strip with Bobby Sausalito and I got a message from two people from the, from the movement that I had met on Instagram. Yes. And uh, they were like, hey, there's the event here. Come down and have a drink. And uh, I wanted to uh, go home, honestly. I really wanted to go. I didn't really want to go. It was uh, the. You did. I told you to go. Yeah, it was at the A-Hur- I called you. Yeah. yeah. I, I did not. I literally was contemplating. And, and the only reason I went, the only reason I went is because um, I was already down at the strip. And there was just something, everybody, you were telling me, there was something inside me telling me to go. And I, it wasn't even the event. It was the night before the fucking event. And I was sitting there. I was talking with these two people, with, with these, these two people that I know from the community. I don't even want to mention one of their names, so I'm not even going to bring it up. Um, but uh, all of a sudden, QAnon John, the guy who was hosting the event, came and uh, was like, yo, I see, I see your, uh, your shirt before like are you here for the event and i was like nah man uh, i couldn't afford the 600 dollars tickets like I, I can't come i'm an independent journalist like i'm broke he's like well do you want to do media and i'm like uh sure like let's do it i had no fucking idea how i was going to pull it off but i just said yes <laughs> i literally that's literally i called you guys it was like midnight and i was having a full-blown panic attack on how yes, you were. <laughs> full-blown panic attack like yeah i we didn't have any of the equipment that we have now none i had no roadcaster i had no cameras i literally had a you had like an iphone right and a had fucking solo interface i could have one <laughs> microphone one microphone and and that was it that's all i had to work with and i was like you know what i'm just going to show up i'm going to go i almost didn't go the morning of like even though i got invited i was having such a panic attack that I almost didn't go and I prayed so hard and, and, and something told me I had to be there. And, and I truly believe it was God pushing me to go. Cause I was, I was in a full, like I, I, I couldn't sleep. I was full blown, like panting ha- panic attack. Cause I didn't have anything to pull this off. I had no idea uh, how to, how to make it work. And, uh, it was it was just by the grace of God that I showed up the next morning and I did the whole entire event all just with one microphone. And uh, I saw the last day I saw Justin because let's be real. You can't miss. Justin. He's a no. fucking refrigerator. He's a giant refrigerator. He's a massive, massive human being. And. Uh, um. He, uh, I didn't, I didn't get the opportunity to talk to him. I just saw him in passing a couple times because I was doing interviews. I was working, uh, you know, I was, I was doing the so event. So he was, he was there at the event. He wasn't media. He wasn't at the event, media. Right? No, he was there only, I only saw him on the last day. It was the only day that I saw him and he was doing interviews with other shows. 
but I had oh, no idea who this big guy was. I'm like, who the fuck is this? This big fucking dude. Like, who is he? Like, why is he doing all these in- interviews? Um, now you're and, curious. Uh, and now, yeah, I'm not. Now I'm curious. Oh, hold on. There, there are dick punches in here. Oh, hold on. Um, nice. Let's see. Dick punch and feeling. There they are. Um, so Nick will be here shortly. So mind, don't mind that empty square. Can you guys hear us? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We can hear you. Okay. All right. So, so this is Mick and Vlin, the hosts of the Patriot Party podcast. Uh, Welcome. I'm Anthony. Anthony, my other co-host. Nick will be here shortly. Uh, his grandmother passed away recently, and he was at a wake, so he's running a little bit late. But I was just telling the audience on how I met Justin. So I want to introduce you guys in a second, so you guys could tell your story and who you are, because our audience doesn't know who you are. But I just want to finish this story real quick. So I apologize. Um, I wish you texted me. Let me know you were in here earlier. But um, we've only been in for a couple minutes. Okay, perfect. So I saw Justin um, walking around the last day, and uh, I had to do Alan Jacoby's The Great Divide podcast at seven o'clock on the last day. Like it was, the last day, it ended at like five forty-five, six o'clock. I don't even think it was officially ended, but I had to do a show at seven. So my house is like twenty-five minutes from the Ahern, and I was packing up all my gear rushing out of there and uh as i'm packing up my car i'm loading everything up i'm smoking a bowl with uh jay patriot and uh and and uh chadwick from from who was on our show a couple weeks ago and uh they're like yo have you have you met justin from cannabis and combat and i was like nah i haven't and i was like rushing like super super rushing and I, Justin gets out of his car, and there's three other J, Jason Frank and his his stepson uh, Dylan was with him. Dylan, 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 and uh, they got out of the car, and smoke is just billowing out of their car, just fucking hotboxing this shit to no end. And uh, he uh, he came up, and we introduced ourselves, and I was like, "Oh man, hell yeah, you're you're from Vegas. Nice to meet you." Like we got to link up. We traded some nugs. I gave him a little bit of what I had. He gave me a little bit of what he had, and and that was it. We exchanged numbers. I was like, "Yo, I'm sorry, I got to run. Let's be out." And I, I I left. I rushed home to get to the to the episode, which I was severely late for. And thank thank God, Alan's a, a cool guy and was understanding. So the next day. Uh, I texted Justin. I was like, Hey man, sorry. I had to run out on you. Um, but let's link, let's link up. And, uh, I didn't hear back from him. Nothing. A day goes by nothing. The two days go by. Justin finally texts me back. He's like, Hey, sorry. I was super busy. You want to get together? Let's do a show. Like let's, let's record some content. So I, I came over his house and we recorded a show. And, uh, then we went to the San Antonio event together and we, we got an Airbnb together in Dallas and, Man, we had some good fucking times, and I want to get into that those good times in the show, but I'll tell you right now, I wasn't even supposed to meet him. It was by the grace of God. How long was that first show? Three and a half hours. The, yeah, the, so you guys cl- clicked right, the wolf right pack, off the bat. The Wolfpack knew right away, right away. The, 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 that show is up there. It was like three and a half hours. The Wolfpack knew right away, and I, I – it was we knew right away like that was that was my brother in arms man from day one and uh and we we did everything together like he was like all my friends are in new jersey aunt you're in new jersey nick's new jersey like all of my 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 close friends are in new jersey and uh, i don't i don't got anybody except for my girl and my dog out here in vegas and uh justin was my 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 guy like we did everything together 
like we did content together. We had, we were working on so much stuff together. Like we had so many big plans and what we wanted to do and, um, and where we wanted his show to go and what he was trying to accomplish. And, um, we did non-con like we wrote bite, like there was so much shit that we did together, man. And this fucking sucks. But before we get into any more about Justin, I want to introduce Mick, uh, AKA Dick punch and his wonderful, beautiful wife, Velin, the hosts of the Patriot podcast network. So before we get into any more about Justin guys, introduce yourselves real quick. Did we lose you? No, you no. didn't lose us. Mix just fucking with the camera, babe. Can you fix that? Oh, yeah, the the fox what? Justin Justin's foxhole is not Justin's foxhole is not working. Wow, hold on. There we okay. go. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, All Justin's right. foxhole is just buffering heavy. Now yeah. they can't see me, so fix that. Because um, I mean, put it on your side so they can't see you. That's so much better. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So. Uh, Anyway, I'm V-Lynn and my husband, Mick. Um, I always love to brag on him because he never toots his own horn. But uh, He's one of the baddest dudes on the planet. Most of you guys know him as Dick Punch. One of Justin's favorite stories. Yeah, it really was. One of my favorite stories. I, I literally, I, I got home from Dallas. I called Anthony. I called Nick. I was like, dude. You guys will never guess the story I fucking heard. I'm so excited of our troops. I'm so thankful. So yeah, it was. Oh, there's Nick. Finally here. I told James this this story earlier today, but um, you know, I I shouldn't have been in Dallas either. Um, we Mick and I made plans to go out there together, and we've been married for 17 years, but really we've been together since I was 10 and he was 12. So our whole lives, and um. Although we hated each other at first. Tell all. Still, still kind of do sometimes, but. Tell all great not, relationships. Not so much are. recently because. We, actually, we out here. Justin fixed that. But um, yeah, so uh, Mick couldn't get off of work because he's a firefighter and he, and he didn't have any PTO. And, and um, the fact that he even let me to go to Dallas, like drive across country because we live in Georgia. So he, for me to drive 15 hours by myself, and I mean, I'm a strong, independent woman, don't get me wrong, but um, it's still, that's, that's a big thing. Like our, our, our friend Josh was um, going to be out there from the Red Bull Project. So, you know, make me keep an eye on me and yeah, Josh. whatnot. But still, that's, that's, that's such a big thing. And it was like, there wasn't even a question when he couldn't go. It was just, all right, well, I'll go. Um, and it was our my first media event, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I really didn't, he handles most of the equipment. I really didn't have any equipment with me. I had like my phone and a little, uh, little like microphone stuck to it. And, you know, like I'm going around just filming stuff and talking to people and doing interviews and really setting up interviews for the future. And, and you couldn't miss Justin cause he was like, he's in the middle of the room. It didn't matter. You could have put him in a corner. Like you're so big. And, mm-hmm. And the first day I was kind of just getting my bearings and, and figuring stuff out. And then the second day I, I went around and I started talking to people and, and, uh, and I sat down at his table and, and we got to talk. And I think we talked a little bit the night before. You guys came, you came to my house, our, our, I mean, our house, the Airbnb that we got together. We a little that party. Was, yeah, that's right. So, um, 
we, we went to the there was that the first night or the second night the first night we, we, we first started night. Right, right away we invited everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. so um went there but i really didn't meet justin there like i i saw him for a second and he was like hey come do a show with me tomorrow morning i've got an interview in such and such a time but you know we'll do your first thing in the morning i was like okay cool. um he gave me this hug and oh my god justin gave the most amazing hugs and i know guys you won't understand this but I, he was so big and he was just like a big teddy bear and he just wrapped up and love and warmth and it was just even though he didn't know you didn't matter it was just it was amazing and uh, and yeah and he actually missed the original telling of the dick punch story and the dildo story because he went up the whole bit, uh at the airbnb he did miss the dildo story yeah yeah, yeah. I was up for that. Justin didn't <laughs> yeah. like to stay up late from what I hear. Is that right? Yeah. Right. Old man. He's an old uh, man. And then uh, and the next morning, so I, I went sat at his table to do an interview with him. And and the very first thing he told me, he was like, all right, you are not allowed to say anything bad about the government because the government loves you or Big Pharma, specifically Moderna and Pfizer, because they're my biggest sponsors. <laughs> That's question for you. And I was like, okay, well, um, I'm going to get you kicked off of all of your channels. And I just started spouting all kinds of facts and stuff. But then, then we, we went down the conspiracy road and, um, uh, you know, I told them my, my great grandmother was Maria Orson fucking flipped out from there. It was pretty hysterical. Um, but yeah, it was, it, he was so amazing. And then I think I, I invited him to come on a conspiracy roundtable. And then I don't even know, babe, how did, how did you and Justin even hook up? No, it was, uh, you sent me a link. Um, she was like, she sent me this link. She goes, Hey, I found the civilian side of you. (laughs) And I was like, the civilian side of me. I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about? So I go listen to this show. It was just, that was like the first show I ever tuned into for him. And it wasn't all that long ago, but, um, he, uh, she sent me this link and I go listen. <clears throat> and uh, he starts talking about um, this event he had just gone to, obviously in Dallas, and how he'd just gotten back and uh, <laughs> how he had just gotten a phone call from Clay Clark's fucking <laughs> dick hand and basically fucking launches into this tirade. And I'm sitting there listening, trying to drive my truck. And that was your first encounter with Justin, like seeing that? I was fucking done. I was like, holy shit. Finally, there is me, Justin. There is somebody else who sees the same things I do. I'm not the only one that walks out there and goes, why are we talking to him? He's a bad dude. Um, And uh, that was Justin. And I was like, holy, I'm done. That's it. I'm hooked. And then he said, he talked about how the next show he's going to do. He's having Clay Clark on. I was like, oh man, this is going to be fucking outstanding. Listen to that start to finish. I was on in the chat during that on Twitch, I said, Hey, uh, while we were listening live in my freaking kitchen, I'm in the chat texting him saying, Hey, come on our show tonight. Come on our show tonight. We have got to talk about this because I have thought this for the longest time. He came on our show and that was it. It was done. It was like, um, after that, they literally talked every day. I, 
I think Mick talked to Justin more than I, than I talked to Mick for a couple of months, honestly, yeah. like every single day he'd come home and, and he'd have his earbud in and he'd be talking. And I thought he was talking to me and, you know, I, I'd answer him. He'd look at me and he's like, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Justin. <laughs> like, okay. Hello, bromance. Actually, it was so, nice. so when we, when we went to Vegas, cause we were just there a week ago uh, for 4th of July, we, we went down to the border wall and, and Justin couldn't make it. So we went up to see him because we knew something was off with him and, and we really wanted to see him. Um, and, uh, that first show that we did that the night before in the RV, I said, I said something about, um, to Mick, cause we have this inside joke, right? We've been together for so long. And when Mick makes a friend like that, that's it. You're, you're his friend for life. There's you're, you're fucked. Basically there's, <laughs> there's no getting out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you lie to him or betray him, in which case you're dead. So you might you, you see your fuck. You don't want to yeah. lie or betray a guy who can shoot you in the dick from a mile away. Exactly. So, um, so I made some comments. So I always joke with Nick that, like, you know, I fulfill almost all of his needs, but for those needs that I can't fulfill, he has his bromances. So, <laughs> so we're joking. I'm joking with him on the podcast, and and the night before we we go to Vegas, and I'm like. I'm like, so, uh, sir, you're going to go meet Justin for the very first time. Who's bed are you going to sleep in tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) And Lindsay and Justin were watching the show live and Lindsay like freaked out. They told us the next day, they called us out about it on the podcast. Like (laughs) Lindsay was like, because obviously they didn't get the inside joke. It's an inside joke, but oh Oh. my God, it was so funny. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I, Justin, his presence, just everything about him, you know, you, you, you felt it as soon as he walked in the room. His smile, his laugh, uh, those are the things that I miss the most. Like, I, I can't get his smile out of my head. Yeah. Um, the kid I'm just, back. his energy, everything about him. I mean, it's the. Uh, I can't even put into words how much this hurts. And uh, it's been very, very difficult to to handle. Like I said, Justin was a brother to me. And I know you, you Mick, you felt the same. Uh, yes. and, and you, you felt similar. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just want people to know that Justin, he was definitely battling some demons. He uh, had a very rough, rough upbringing. We'll say that. And uh, the last couple months, he was really battling. And that's why Nick and Vila and you guys could sense it on him. That's kind of why you guys came out to visit. And my last time hanging out with Justin was on 4th of July. And that's when I got to meet Mick and Mick for the first time in person. Um, I met Vila down in Dallas and you know, I've only heard stories and got to speak with Mick uh, uh, virtually like this. Um, and uh, you guys came over. We had a, 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 barbe- a 4th of July barbecue. I cooked everybody some food. We had to have a, a, a we had to break bread together. And, uh, you know, that's something that Justin was all about was fellowship. Um, I think that was something that was very important to him um, was getting together and just bonding and enjoying the moment. Like he was one of those people that he wouldn't be on his phone when we were hanging out. He was very present 
when we were together. He uh, he didn't like it when other people were on their phones. No, we were, he must have fucking hated you, James. Yeah, he hated. It. He called me out all the time because I'm always on the fucking phone working. Like I'm always doing shit, posting, and he got it. He understood it because he knows what we do. Like, and that's why I I love Justin to death because he truly, truly believed in what we were doing. So, like I said earlier, I had met Justin. And I had known him for a short period of time. We went and did the San Antonio event. And uh, I had got a Rodecaster Pro for that event. So I was able to have four microphones going. It wasn't like the Dallas, the uh, the Patriot double down where I had one microphone. Nick, Nick and Ant remember how stressed out I was about it. It was a disaster. So I had a Rodecaster. But we went to the San Antonio event. And we had no video. We were interviewing all these great, these great Patriots and these people that we wanted to talk to. And there was only audio. There was no fucking video. And Justin was there at that event. He had the table right next to us. I see Natalie in the in the chat. Natalie, Denise, she was there with us. And Justin actually that day went out and bought Natalie a Roadcaster Pro. Had met her, saw what she was doing, was like, hey, Natalie, you need one of these. I'm going to Best Buy. He went to Best Buy that day at the event at San Antonio, bought Natalie a Roadcaster Pro so she could have a, a, a proper show. And uh, after the San Antonio event, he's like, James, he goes, your content is so good, and I believe so much in what you're doing. It's a disservice that you're not giving people a full show. You're not giving them video. And he's like, the way he described it, it's it's so amazing how he would describe it because we're we're in an information war, and he and he would he would say memes and songs instead of bullets and bombs. That was what Justin would say: memes and songs instead of bullets and bombs was his his saying. And he goes, he goes, our rifles aren't actual rifles. Our rifles are cameras. Our rifles are microphones. Our, our rifles are the things that we're using to share this message. And he truly, truly believed this. And he goes, James, we're, I need new cameras for my show. I'm getting you cameras as well. And I was like, dude, you don't, you don't got to do that. Like, I'll figure it out. Like, I'm using my laptop camera from, for now. I, it's, I, it's really only events that I, I won't have cameras. And it's not like I'm doing events every fucking weekend. Like, it's every once in a while I'm doing an event. I don't, I don't need it. I, I appreciate it. He's like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. He goes, this is your rifle. Like this is, you need a rifle to shoot downrange. And if you don't have the proper equipment, you're fucked before you even get started. And you need a rifle. And he went out, he bought both of us two cameras and video switchers so we can have cameras for the show. And I'm currently using those cameras that Justin purchased for us and like i said in the beginning of the show we the people radio would not be what it is today as far as the quality production we wouldn't even be live honestly we wouldn't even be a live show if it wasn't for justin like we were pre-recorded i had no live. idea i got you got us the cameras for that i thought it was somebody else no it was justin yeah. just the one who bought us the cameras um and uh and he he was such a good friend, man. Like he knew I, I put everything, I, I put all, all of my eggs in this basket. And, um, this was a calling from God that I was supposed to be doing this. And he believed in that. He saw that. And, uh, and he knew that I left, I, I could have gone back to my sales job and made it boatloads of money in sales. I could have very easily have done that when the country opened up and, uh, and uh, this was more important. The impact that we were making was more important 
And um, he knew I was living off of my savings. He knew that I was just hanging on by a thread. And even though I promoted serious CBD for free, gladly, um, he was a paying sponsor for a couple of months because he knew I was struggling and I was having a hard time. And that's the type of friend that Justin is. He just took money out of his account and was like, here, here's the next two months to pay to, to sponsor serious CBD. I was like, dude, I'm going to sponsor it anyway. He's like, I know, I know, I don't care. He goes, he goes, your audience is so large that this is worth the investment for me. This is worth it. Like the people that you reach, this is, this is not like uh, you'll, you'll pay me back tenfold with the people that come and buy serious CBD that listen to your show. I'm like, I know, but I do it for free, dude. Like you don't need to pay me. He's like, no, 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 no. He goes, you're, you, you, you need to keep your head in the game and not have to worry about finances and how you're going to pay your bills. So here is a, here. You're, uh, uh, you're, and we, we documented it. Like he has it on his phone and I want to get that because we took a video. He's cause I was his first ever paid sponsor. The first time he ever paid somebody for a sponsorship and he was very proud of it and excited about it. And uh, that's the type of person that Justin was. He would take off his shirt if he, even if he had nothing and give it to you to help you out if you were one of his friends. And uh, I'm very thankful that I, I, I could consider him a brother. Um, and like I said, he was, that was my guy, man. Like all my friends in New Jersey, he was my one friend in Vegas that we did everything. Anytime I had some plans, even if it wasn't politically promoted or even anything like, yo, Justin, I'm going to this event. You want to come? Yo, Justin, I'm going to do this. You want to come? Yo, we're going to ride bikes. You want to like, it was always like, yo, he was the guy I called to go and do shit and hang out. And when was that Patriot double down, James? It was in October of 21. So I, I, I had, didn't even know him a full year. Um, but the impact, the impact that he made on my life will never be wow. forgotten. The impact that he made on this show. That's like, incredible. We wouldn't I didn't even realize we, it was not for a year. We wouldn't be a live show if it was. Justin showed me how to use StreamYard. He showed me. He he taught me about OBS. He he showed me how to do a live show, how to set it up. I knew nothing about stream keys and all of this fucking extra shit that goes into it. He showed, sat down, took time out of his day, sat down for hours because I'm retarded. Like we know this. I talk about it on my show all the time. Very very retarded. I'm fucking retarded. And he took time out of the day to repeatedly show me how to how to do it and how to fix what I was doing wrong and uh, and had no problem doing it. Like was glad to do it. Like, yo, drive across. So he didn't live like 10 minutes from me. He lived like 25, half hour, half hour from me um, and would drive all the way over to my house to show me how to do it. And um, man, he's he's going to be missed. Um yeah, he did it with me on FaceTime. He's like, uh, he's like, I got to teach you how to use. He's like, I got to teach you how to use OBS, dumbass. And yeah. I was like, I was like, why is that? He's like, dude, your shit sucks. Let me show you this. <laughs> Three hours later, I'm fucking jumping around OBS like a goddamn ninja. Yeah. And uh, he's, uh, the, I don't know, it's probably a while later. It's probably a couple months later. And I've only known him about seven months. So that's even less than what James known him for. But I mean, that's the type of impact. It's yeah. what Justin was. And uh, I got to tell you, I was like, fuck. And so like we were on a show together and uh, uh, we were on Deplorable Janet's show. 
And uh, we're sitting there and uh, I was like, well, we could just do this. And I started clicking on OBS. And he's like, oh, shit. When the student becomes the master. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He bought a stream deck. I was showing him how to do the stream deck. Like it, it all started with him. Like it all started with yeah. him giving me those lessons and giving me those bits of piece of knowledge and and taking that time to sit down with me and show me how to do it because it was fucking overwhelming. Like it's a lot hey, of you, it's, you it, have been it, talking about it, it for a long time. You, yeah, you it was a lot of and- it, it was a lot of work. It was it took it took me weeks and weeks and weeks to get us ready to go live. And it was all thanks to Justin. Um, you know, Bob uh, helped me a lot as well, um, setting up OBS when we switched from StreamYard to OBS. But it all started with Justin. We wouldn't be a live show if it wasn't for him encouraging me to go live. Me watching, <laughs> me watching his show, like going on his show with Justin, made me want to go live. It was like seeing the the Wolf Pack for those guys yeah. that are listening on Foxhole, part of the Wolf Pack, watching them interact with Justin during the show and and getting involved and like i'll never forget the first show this is this is from the first show that, that we met that we did together on his show and and he played this and i lost my fucking mind because it, it, it's exactly how we feel all the time and things that we say so thunder 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 kicks. get the fuck out of here oh! Oh! <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! Oh. Oh. <laughs> that was from the first episode that we did, and uh, as you could tell, we we hit it off right away. It was <laughs> it was like we we've known each other for twenty fucking years. I remember sitting down doing that episode, and it was like it was like we've known I've I've known him as long as I've known Nick. You know, it was like one of those friendships. Um. Uh, he uh he was really battling uh big time and the last month and month and a half um he was hanging on by a thread he was suffering big time um and uh i know mick and v lynn tried as hard as they possibly could they they even came out to vegas because they said something was wrong um i i had many conversations with him where tears are running down both of our eyes um very deep conversations about life and what he's going through and you know we've all been through some shit Uh, what he went through nobody should ever have to go through it was disgusting and i don't want to air his dirty laundry when he's not here to talk about it but it was disgusting and evil what happened to him and uh he he wanted help Uh, i know he did he wanted to make the pain go away um he talked about it all the time. He tried everything. Like we, I see people on on Foxhole, um, they're like they're 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 saying we out here, and uh, that brings me so much joy seeing that because Justin was getting beat up by all the negativity that we're covering. Like we all sit here and we cover the news and we we talk about the things that we're talking about and we research it and it's very negative. It's very heavy, um, and it 
it, it weighs on a lot of us um, a lot of the time. And, uh, you know, when life adds to that, it makes it that much worse. And just needed to step away from doing the political content. And, you know, I was one of the people that he called um, to do that. And um, we were we had so many plans um, we were we were doing. So we started a YouTube channel called We Out Here because that's what we were doing. Like we we're just out here just doing regular shit. Right? We were going to film our bike rides and make content out of that. We were doing food reviews like there's still content on Justin's phone that hasn't been or not on his phone, on his camera that hasn't been released that we did together. Like we, we he was supposed to edit it and, and get it out. Um, and uh, hopefully I can you know get his father to loan me his camera so I can put that, ca- that content out because I know that's what he would want. Um, but he had so many plans and we were going to do all this different content that had nothing to do with politics and news. Like it was going to be YouTube friendly. Like he was going to literally go on and Mick, you were going to be the weatherman and he was going to literally go on dressed in like suit and tie. And he was going to like read like the AP news, like on YouTube, like he was just going to read it like verbatim. He wasn't going to add anything to it. And, uh, we had a whole plan for the on-scene weatherman. Where we're, I, it looks like shit behind me, like because I got a gigantic green screen. So we're gonna do like it looks like absolute trash. Like it's fucking. Oh my god! It's like the worst storm ever. Meanwhile, I'm just standing there, perfectly dry. There's mm-hmm. no wind. My hair is not yeah. even blown. And, he was and read like, the news and give a smirk at the end, like not even say anything or, or do anything wild. Just like super serious, like he's part of the nightly news, and uh, and leave it at that. Um, and uh, we had so many plans, and you know, he wanted he wanted to fix himself. Like he didn't want to feel the way that he felt. Um, and uh, we tried really fucking hard. Uh, I, I still wish he he called me. Um, I, I, my girlfriend made a made a great point. She's like, even if he called you and you walked him off the cliff, who knows uh, how long that would have lasted. It might have been another another day, another dollar. Um, Justin was really hurting. Uh, he didn't show it. He was very good at hiding it. Um, his energy was just infectious. He uh, he was a, a an alpha male when there's a bunch of betas running around this world. There's not there's not many people uh, like Justin in this world left, and. Uh, we really lost a great one. Um, it's funny because right before the show started, and I'm going to send you guys, Velen and Mick, these pictures. I got a DM uh, from Justin's cousin, Mike. And uh, Justin didn't talk much about He talked about his father um, and his nephew, but he didn't talk much about his, his family. Um, he talked about Mike here and there. And because uh, they did a lot of business together in the cannabis community up in Oregon. But M- Mike reached out to me and uh, said some really amazing things. And he's like, listen, he goes, the things that are keeping me going are just remembering the good times and all the times that we had together. And he's 100 percent right. And then he sent me some photos of young Justin. And uh, I said, to, I laughed. I laughed out loud, actually when I saw the photos because uh, Justin, he used to have frosted tips, spike his hair and have frosted tips. 
and I laughed so fucking hard. And I, said to Mike, I said to Mike, I said, Justin's lucky he's not here because I would have busted his balls about those frosted tips so fucking bad. He would never, ever hear the end of it. And even though he's not here to defend himself, I'm still going to bust his balls because that's what I would do. And the first time I ever talked to Justin, he took me over to Navy Vet's house. Wow, I forgot about this. The first time we hung out, like after doing a show, he invited me. He's like, yo, we're going to Navy Vet's house. We're going to shoot some pool, like come and hang out. And uh, we went over to Navy Vet's house. We're drinking some beers. We were having a a good time and we were shooting pool. And Nick and Ant know very well that I love to talk shit. Nick's the same way. Like we just talk shit constantly. We're constantly talking shit back and forth to each other. And we were shooting pool, me and Justin. And I and I had just met the guy. Like we've known each other for maybe le- like a couple hours we spent together. And I'm just talking mad shit to Justin. Like just just beating him with, with shit talk. And, uh, and he goes, dude, he goes, he goes, you got some balls talking shit to me like this. Like, like I was laying it on thick. And I said to him, I was like, dude, I was like, I'm going to tell you right now. I just love to talk shit. And if I'm not talking shit to you, like if that's like if I'm not talking shit to you, I don't like you. We're not friends. Like if I'm quiet around you, I don't trust you. If I'm talking shit and busting your balls, then I, I you're, you're my people. And like right away, I was fucking just talking shit. And like for those who watch our show regularly, you see you see me, Nick and Ant on the show all the time. Like we're just constantly talking shit to each other, but we love each other like brothers. And that's the relationship that me and Justin had right off the rip. Like I was just constantly talking shit uh, to to Justin right off the rip. And he he was blown away by it because Justin's such a big dude. Like he's he's a big I called him a walking a walking refrigerator for a reason. Like my girl, when the first time my girlfriend met him, she's like, James, why do you call him a refrigerator? I was like, Justin, come here, stand in front of my refrigerator. And she's like, oh, okay, I get it, because he was bigger than my fucking refrigerator, like actually really bigger than my refrigerator. And uh, not, I'm sure not many people feel comfortable talking shit to Justin. Like the things that I was like, I was fucking giving it to him. Like, you're a bitch. Like, fuck you. You're going to miss this shot. Like, just really fucking laying it on. I'm sure he's not used to having people bust his balls like that. And I guess it's an East Coast thing, a Jersey thing. Like, that's what we do. That's how we show love. And I was like, nah, dude, like, listen, like, this is this is me showing love to you. And and he he picked it up right away and he started giving it right back. Uh, and uh, but. Man. Right. Like, I'll just never forget his reaction. He's like, he, he couldn't believe like how much shit I was talking. And uh, <laughs> he was just blown away. He's like, holy shit. Like, who the fuck is this guy? And but he got like. It didn't bother him. Like it was just fun. It was all he realized it was all fun and games. And then it was funny because we went to the most recent event. Uh oh, we lost uh V Lin V Lin and Mick. Uh be back. Um, but did you we, beat him at pool? Did the shit talking win? Uh we we played a lot of games that night. We we all won we all won some. We all won. I definitely I definitely won some games. I definitely won some games. I, I, I didn't win all of them. I lost some games for sure. I dude, I then realized that it was under a year. Yeah, man. I mean the, the dude the dude That's really wow. So it was like the, nine months. The dude really made a large, large impact in my life. Um and uh uh he was uh he was a very, very good friend to me. 
So what were those bike bike rides like that you guys had been doing recently? Um, hold on, right. that's right. So, um, didn't you? Wouldn't you get together with like dozens of people and hundreds, just ride bikes? Hundreds. So hundreds every every Wednesday, and we're gonna we're once once the dust settled. I've been talking to Lindsay, his girlfriend. Um. I've been talking to a couple of his, his boys out here that we did the bike rides with. Um, once the dust settles and everybody collects themselves, um, we're going to plan uh, a bike ride for Justin and Justin's honor. Cause that's what we did. Like we went out and bought, we went on offer up, we bought bikes together. Like we went and bought ape hangers and put them on the bikes. Like, yeah, I know I saw his bike. That was hysterical. Yeah. 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 What am I doing? Huh? She goes, she looks at me, she, she looks at me, she goes, uh, Hey, she goes, uh, which apartment's his? I was like that one. She's like, how do you know? I was like, look at the bike. And she's like, what about the bike? I was like, look at the ape hangers. He's got like ape hangers. On the bike. It was ridiculous. I was like, holy shit, dude. All you need is those little tassels like coming off the handlebars. You'd be yeah. sure. well, it's funny because, because he was building his bike like as an American flag style bike because of the colorway that he had and our logos. Uh, one of our, our low, the one that's spinning around uh, with Donnie on there, um, it's like baby blue and pink. So my bike was a baby blue bike and I had no, no grips for my ape hanger handlebars. So I went on Amazon and I bought some, some, some bright pink grips to put on my bike. And Justin wouldn't stop busting my balls because they looked like giant dicks on my handlebars. Hildo <laughs> <laughs> grip. <laughs> And uh, I'm riding around with giant dildo grips, and he just every time, every time we'd be riding our bikes, he'd be like, "Oh, look at this guy with his giant dick bars," and oh, yeah. make a big fucking announcement. Um, but uh, we every Wednesday, uh, at, I think eight o'clock uh, Pacific time in Vegas, there's a, a bike ride every Wednesday night. It's called the Hump Day Ride, and we would go, and there'd be hundreds of people, and we'd ride our bikes down the strip. We'd smoke a bunch of weed. We'd bump some tunes and it was just, it was a great fucking time. The energy, the vibe, we would have so much fun doing it. And, uh, man, I'm telling you right now, I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to be able to get and, and get on that bike and ride again, because he was such a big part of that. And, the, uh, even with his friends that we went with, like, it, uh, it, it won't be the same without him. It really won't be. Um, and it's going to be fucking hard. Yeah. Um, but we're going to do a ride in Justin's honor, um, whether it's with the Wednesday ride or we create our own. Um, so uh, so a couple people were asking about Justin's father, and uh, I just want to say I haven't heard from him personally. Um, he's not really answering his phone uh, or text messages. Totally understandable. Uh, he's probably going through, going through it a lot worse than all of us are. Um and uh, let me tell you, my day has been an emotional roller coaster. Um, just tears running down my face all fucking day. Just angry, screaming, just mad. Um, you know, and all selfish reasons. Just because I miss my friend. Um, I miss him a lot. Yeah. Hey, but imagine never went to the show. Imagine you never met him. No, that's why I said at the top of the show. Yeah, uh, it was it was by the grace of God that that just I truly believe God brought Justin into my life. 
and I truly believe that. All of our lives. And I truly believe that. And he was he was such a good friend to me. Like I, I don't I I've had a lot of people coming out of my life. And uh, like I said at the top of the show, there's not many people that I could say or, or, or really believed in me and, and are real friends. Nick and Nick and Aunt being two of the few few people I can say that about. But Justin was definitely one of them. And not many people, you know, when we do what we do, uh, you, you leave a, a six-figure job behind and uh, uh, you put all your eggs in this basket to do what we're doing and to talk about all this crazy stuff that half the, the country doesn't even believe is true. Um, people don't believe in what you're doing. They say, oh, it's it's a fad. It's, you know. Uh, it'll it'll die out, you know, like no one's going to want whatever they say, you know, even some of your closest friends, even family members, they don't believe in what we're what we're trying to accomplish here and what we're fighting for. And you could see that in the responses that they give you. And Justin truly believed in We the People Radio and he truly believed in what we were doing. And uh Sorry, guys. And uh, he, he was just a, a really, a really good friend. And I'm gonna miss him so fucking much. Yeah, we gotta keep it going now for him. No, nah, we're we're going to. We're gonna keep cannabis in combat. Is not gonna die. And uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Absolutely. So our, our dog just stopped. And sorry, I, I was gonna talk to you a second. I could compose yourself here. So. Um, our dogs just came into the studio, and when we went out to Vegas, you probably saw the giant puppy. He's only six months old. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, he's an Irish wolfhound, so he's uh, pushing 100 pounds right now. Um, he'll be like 225 when he's been growing. Oh, a lap dog. Yeah, oh. <laughs> he thinks he is. He's gigantic. He probably then, does, too. Um, oh. she, she didn't come in the camera because Seamus pushed her out of the way, but we also have a, an Irish setter. She's nine months old. And when we went out to Vegas, oh my God. So we talked, we brought the dogs, we drove 7,000 miles in total with the dogs in the back of the truck. Wow. Oh my God. In the back of the pickup truck, two puppies. And they were amazing. Um, and, uh, and when we went to Justin's, the, the very first day, like he was like, yeah, bring the dogs over because we couldn't leave in the hotel. You know, he's like, yeah, no problem. Bring the dogs. You were going to bring them to my house but because yeah. Marley, Marley can't is can't hold herself up. She, yeah. I didn't want her to get hurt. Yeah, our dogs get crazy. So because they're puppies. So he's like, no, we'll just bring them to my house. Right. And uh, and Annie. My bitch, she is. She's a you know, she's a female dog and I'm going to breed her. She's a bitch. That's what I have to call her. Um, she immediately jumped on Justin's couch, right? It was funny. And he's like, nah, bear, there are no dogs on the couch. And so, you know, we got her off the couch and she looked at him and she jumped back up on the couch and he's like, nah, bear, there are no dogs on this couch. And I was like, you kick her off again. She's going to, I was like, watch, she's going to jump up there and she's going to lick her twat at you because that's what she does when she's mad. Mm. And sure enough, <laughs> she jumps up on the couch and she looks at him and she lifts her leg and she starts licking herself. And he's like, motherfucker. <laughs> and then she's like licking on, on Lindsay. She's, you know, kissing Lindsay. And Lindsay's like, no, no, it's okay. She can stay on the couch. He's like, your dog's not allowed on the couch. And she's like, but she's not here. She's not going to know. He's like, not nah, bear. So we got her off the couch. 
So the second day that we're there, because we were only going to be there one night, we ended up staying three days. So the second day that we were there, um, like we brought the dogs back from the hotel, but we only brought one of their beds. And Seamus is so gigantic. They, of course, they have my pillow dog beds. Um, and Seamus is so gigantic that he, he took up the bed. And again, like first thing Annie does, is she jumps up on the couch and uh, and she's sitting next to me now and she's got her head on my lap. And, you know, and he looks over at me and, and he just shakes his head. And the people in the chat are going crazy. They're like, he gave in to the dog. Won. <laughs> He's like, I'm not, I did not, she did not win. I did not lose this. I am allowing her on the couch today. I'm conceding because she doesn't have her bed here. So I'm going to let her be on the couch because she doesn't have her bed. Legitimately. Like she out, out Alfred. Totally. She wore him down. So then the third day, right? The second night we, we all stayed there. We paid for a hotel room, but we all stayed at Justin's, including the dogs. And the next morning we went to go check out of the hotel and, and get all our stuff. And he's like, don't, don't bring the, just leave the dogs here with me. They're, they're great. They're fine. Right. They, they jumped up and went and snuggled in his bed with him. Yeah. Um, and uh, like, I come back and our dogs are snuggling in his bed with him. And we start to do the last show, which he really he wasn't all he really didn't want it like we kind of had to talk him into it we're like we cannot do a show from your living room without you being in it so you know we, we dragged him into doing the show we did the show and he sat on the big couch and as soon as he sat down annie jumped up on the couch and snuggled up right next to him <laughs> even though both beds were there it didn't matter she snuggled with justin on the couch for like for hours it was I think that's the only battle that Justin's ever lost was to my bitch. <laughs> well, um, Justin was amazing with animals. Um, yeah. they, so I think for those of you who follow our show uh, and follow what we're doing, um, my dog Marley is a special needs dog and has a degenerative brain disease and uh, her motor function is going and she can't really move around that well. And, uh, Justin was so good with Marley and Marley loved him so much to the point that the running joke was that Justin was Marley's boyfriend. Like every time Justin would come over, we'd say, Oh, Marley, your boyfriend's coming over. Your boyfriend's coming over. Here he comes. And Marley would wag her tail like a mile a minute and she'd be so fucking happy. Um, and, and when he would come, like if, if we all came home together and Marley was by herself, Justin would get the first hello, not me or Christy. Justin would get the first hello. Marley, loved Justin and, and and he was so good with her and wanted to help in any way he he could this is why he gave us like uh when, when uh I was given when I first met him I uh was giving Marley CBD before we knew what her diagnosis was I thought it was hip dysplasia so I was giving it to her for pain and things like that and uh he read the CBD that we're using and he's like he looked at it he's like they didn't test for for everything you shouldn't be using this and he literally drove home and came back and gave me a Tropicana-sized bottle, Tropicana orange juice-sized bottle of CBD oil. And he's like, no, you're going to use this for Marley from, from now on. And wow. um, gave me a boatload of CBD, the CBD oil to give to Marley. And um, he – this is the type – like this is, this is 
how Justin should be remembered as that person, not in his last weeks and months where he was really struggling and going through it. Um, and uh, he was he he was a, one of a kind. That's the only way I could put it. You know, there's there's not many people that you meet that are that are like Justin. And uh, very thankful that uh, I got to be his friend for even the short period of time that I did. Um, because he, he made a, a genuine impact in my life. And, uh, like I was saying earlier, cannabis and combat is not going to die. His legacy is going to continue serious CBD. Even if like me and Mick and Velen were talking earlier and we want to figure out a way to, uh, to keep serious CBD alive, um, and cannabis and combat cannabis and combat will be a little easier because we do have the stream keys and we can continue to post on his, his channels. And so people can see the notifications and, um, things like that. And for the people on Foxhole that are worried about us going over his shows, his shows will always be up on rumble and his D live and Twitch channels. And the only one that's going to be overwritten is the one that we already overwrote yesterday. It's going to be the same episode and hopefully it, it works because it hasn't been working all, all episode. Um, it's been buffering. Um, so I don't know what, which one Justin, Justin's foxhole has been buffering the entire time. I'm on it right now. Um, well, we're just looking at the chat. We're looking at the chat, but yeah. the, the chat's going, but the, the video is not, um, so we're going to do everything we can to keep cannabis and combat going. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're going to do even more to, to get serious CBD going, whether we have to uh, buy it ourselves and, and do something. Um, so many people, Mick included, uh, got so many benefits from serious CBD. Yeah. Um, I, don't want, I don't know if you want to tell that story and, and, and story. It goes right along with what, what he said for your dog. But, you know, Mick, I don't know if you guys, well, I'm sure a lot of the audience doesn't know that, but um, God, it would have been 16 years ago now, Mick got blown up in combat and ended up with a major brain injury and had to have brain surgery. And they told me 16 years ago that he'd be dead in five years. And obviously they were wrong. Um Wow. And, uh, yeah, so, and they told me he'd never walk again. And they told me like all kinds yeah. of, things, you know, obviously that's not true either. So, um, but he was on so many medications for so long, everything from anti medication, pain pills, um, high blood pressure, uh, antipsychotics at some points. Like, I mean, just, you know, anything that they, they, they just throw more drugs on top of drugs on top of drugs. Like he would take a double handful of pills every single day. And I started him on, on CBD, um, not just in stuff, just regular CBD. And, and he had stopped taking like real pain pills. He was just taking at ibuprofen. It's so much of it that he was pissing blood every day. Um, so we got rid of that entirely with, with CBD. And then when we found Justin, we got some of his product. And it, I mean, it took about, I don't know, a month to six weeks. And we were able to get him off of everything. 
Like he doesn't, he doesn't take any pills anymore. And I told Justin that, um, I was just so like, I was so grateful. I mean, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And he's not only does he not take any more pills, but he feels better than he ever did when he was on all of that crap. You know, he's, he's in significantly less pain. His blood pressure is low and regular. He doesn't have nearly as many seizure episodes. Um, they're very far and few between like it's, it, it it is it was a life changing product for us, and I told Justin that, and I was like, "Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm like, so thankful. This is what it did for Mick." Sure. And I, I I just put in an order, and you know, I was like, I, I think we ordered what like two bottles of oil and and some topical, and the next day UPS shows up at the house with two boxes of stuff. <laughs> Like just full of stuff, like boxes of you know, bottles of the towel, of the oil, of flour, of I mean everything. I was joking. I was like, "You didn't throw any pre rolls in there? What the hell?" Like, <laughs> hey, you gave me some pre rolls. I have some serious CBD flour still. But I mean, it was. I was like, that was just the type of guy Justin was, and he was just so giving. He was so giving. Yes. He was- you're such a genuine, genuine, generous person. Like you, it, 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 it's really wild. So, um, so uh, Liana Wilbert in the the Rumble chat said, uh, "Cannabis in combat won't be cannabis in combat without Justin Alpha Major General," and I 100% agree. It will never be the same without Justin. Um, Justin was cannabis in combat, um, but as uh, his his friend as someone that truly cared about him i can't see all of his hard work all the things that he did to fight for this movement just die with him um and your deputy deputy sheriff yeah he wouldn't he wouldn't want his legacy to die he wouldn't want all his work that's such a great team too though like that can't go you have to keep that name going cannabis and combat It'll always yeah. be in, in Justin's name. Like it, yeah. it'll always be like I don't need. Like I was telling Mick and V Lynn because they're going to be streaming their content on his platform as well. Um, that like I I I don't even care about about the content. Like I, I genuinely don't care about the content that goes up on there. I just want people to remember Justin. Like to see the notification. Like cannabis and combat is going live, and just remember Justin. Like holy shit, Justin. Like uh, I want them to get the the alert on Rumble, Rumble that cannabis combat is live, and they think of Justin because the way life is, especially when it's somebody that you know you only knew in passing or watched on their show or et cetera, et cetera. A month goes by, two months go by, life gets in the way, and, and you forget all about that person. It's just a, a memory of the past. Um, Never. And, and that's something that I, I I can't see happening with the impact that Justin made in my life in so many other like the messages that we've been getting all day from people that he made an impact on um it's it's truly amazing um to see how many people actually he he impacted and i don't think he realized how much of an impact he made on on people's lives just by doing not not including like us because we knew him personally but like the people that watched his show like I'm watching the comments in, in Rumble right now, and it's it's really fucking unbelievable um, to to see how many people in Foxhole, how many people that 
gave a shit about him and uh he he helped and even like it's funny like how many people are like yeah i didn't meet justin but justin called me once like he talked to me on the phone once yeah. that that was something that 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 was wild to me because you know we have we have a lot of people that listen to our show and what we do like I'm not the type of person to just like, hey, here's my number. Let's talk. <laughs> he gave out his his personal cell phone number on his show every single day. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. that that blew my mind. I was like, holy. And he actually talked with people. Yes, all the time. I mean, I love to talk to people. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm going to give out a number, it's going to be like a Google-generated number. Um, My business card has a Google-generated number specifically for that reason. Like, like, you don't know who you're going to meet or who's going to use that number. Um, And uh, he just didn't care. He was like, hey, uh, if you need help, call me, and I'll be here for you. Um, Doesn't matter who you are. If you knew uh, you were not, if you'd never, if you, no, it didn't yeah. matter. It didn't if matter. You never commented or or interacted with him at all, and you you needed help, and he put his number out, you could call him. Yeah, the foxhole people are like, yeah, he gave his number out every fucking day. It's fucking mm-hmm. amazing. Like, he he was a, a one of a kind human being. He he really was a one of a kind human being, and um, he'll never be forgotten. And I'll tell you right now, like I said, he'll always be a part of We the People Radio story. Um, you know, if God willing, we, we become a, a, a media outlet when the mainstream media dies and there is no mainstream media and people come to us for news and information, Justin will always be a part of that story. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and man, he's, he's going to be missed more. Uh, I can't even put into words, uh, how I'm miss him. and, uh, all day I've just wanted to call him. And uh, tell him, hey, yo, what are you doing? Come over, let's let's smoke, let's let's plan what we're doing, our next content, let's crack some jokes. And uh, I just want to, I see his smile, and I want to hear his big, big fucking laugh, and uh, make fun of his bald head, um, because uh, man, I had a lot of fun with him. I'll never forget those times. It wasn't. Uh, he he reinvigorated my fight to keep pushing to get our show better. Um, to keep fighting this war, like we like I said, we all deal with this negative stuff in different ways, and uh, it weighs on us heavily. And he re re sparked that fire that I had to uh, when we first started to keep fighting. And uh, man, um, so real quick. Um, Justin's show was Cannabis in Combat. We did this last night, and I want to do it again. Because this is the only way Justin would have it. This is what he did. He sparked balls. All show. He just not fucking hurt. He had Clay Clark on his show, and he's just fucking ripping Clay Clark a new one. At the same time, he's just... Cooking a fat ball. And Clay Clark like, you're a fucking pothead. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, it was the funniest fucking thing I ever seen in my life. And, that was uh, so fucking epic. I fucking <laughs> You're so burnt up, dude. I was like, what? Um, 
Yeah, no, it was hilarious. But Justin's name was Cannabis in Combat because he loved cannabis and he loved to fight. He loved MMA. He loved combat sport. Like we, me and him, were gonna do a fight companion show. Like we were literally gonna watch the pay per views live and just talk shit. And he was gonna be like, ah, I'd fucking beat him with my Jaquan though. And they don't even know that I wrestle bears. Like that whole shtick that he does. And we were gonna do a show together about uh, watching the fights. Uh, yeah, hashtag blueberry duck farts. Um. You know, like we, there were there were so many things that we were gonna do together, and we had planned that. Man, I really wish that we got to do. Um, you know, uh, it, it sucks. But before I, I I get sad again, I wanna I wanna celebrate Justin's life with a community bowl. So if you're watching, if you're listening, um, the uh, and you smoke weed, let's grab your bowls, grab your bongs, grab your joints. Grab your blunts, grab whatever you like to smoke, and let's uh, let's all light one up together for our good friend Justin and remember the life that he had and, and celebrate it um, because his life is worth celebrating. So I'll give everybody a second to get their shit, and uh, and we'll, we'll we'll smoke up real quick. A second. Um, my lighter now. All right, you're gonna have to give me probably more than a second. I right, go, Anthony. Go, 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 go. go. Um, so while we're waiting for, for, for Anthony, let's take a look at, at the chat. Um, um, got my pre-roll. All right, there we go. Linz B. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of fucking Foxhole people in Rumble because Foxhole's acting up. Um, you know that Justin actually got Mick to start smoking weed again for the first time in 30 years. I've literally like been trying to get him to start smoking again for so wait, I want to know. I want to. I want to know more about this real quick because uh, was the first time that you smoked in thirty years when you were out in Vegas? No, 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 no. We got the opportunity to share a smoke together, and you yeah, guys. No, it, was, it was about uh, probably six weeks, two months before that. Actually, yeah. wasn't you wasn't very long. George W. Cush, the commander in chief. <laughs> no, I was. Uh, it. Uh, had a uh, a really severe myocardial infarction, if you will. Um, one of my valves failed, and a whole bunch of blood poured into my lungs, and basically oh, no. call it a heart attack. It wasn't a heart attack, but whatever. Um, so basically, I pissed him off enough that he blew a gasket and passed out, and um, like I blew his heart up. So he had to like have. I ended up going to a doctor, and uh, they sent me the uh, fucking VA and the VA. Doc at the VA was just like, yeah, you're not firefighting anymore. You can't do that anymore. I was like, well, fuck. And then they were trying to take diving. I do a lot of diving. And um, really, I was like, no, no, that's not happening. And so he's like, all right, fine. Well, you got to get it fixed. I was like, all right, where am I getting it fixed? And uh, he sent me to this other doctor. So the doctor's like, <laughs> he wanted to crack my chest open right there. I was like, look, dude. I like you and all. I like your your vigor. I, I like that you want to go fix the fucking problem. However, I don't really feel like having my chest cracked open today. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to go back to the VA. I'm going to go back up to uh, Walter Reed, basically everywhere. Every, everything that ever happened to me, that's where I was treated at. Exactly, and uh, yeah. I go back up there and uh, they're like, yeah, we're going to freeze your valve. And I was just like, 
you're going to do what? They were like, we're going to freeze your valve. We call this like, it's like a, it's basically like a nitrogen burst and they blast at the valve, valve freezes closed. And then as it gradually warms up from the blood, it starts to work like it's supposed to. I was like, uh, okay, I guess. And uh, so they did this procedure. It worked. Justin was funny as shit. And he's just like, Hey, it's all fucking ticking time bomb. What's going on? And I was like, Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, That's fucking Justin. Justin. Justin sat there and fucking ribbed me all day about it. Fucking, he's just like, yeah, going to have another heart attack on me. What's going to go? What's going on? He's just like, he's like, I was like, are you trying to piss me off? He's like, absolutely. And uh, you're not a guy you want to piss off. I was like, all right. So uh, we rolled with it for a while. And uh, no, it, like the, the VA was like, he's like, have you ever tried weed for all these drugs? And I looked at him. I was just like, what are you talking about? You talking about Willis, and he's like, No, seriously, like all these drugs could be we could just take all these drugs, throw them away, and just give you a prescription for weed. I was like, Okay, what's the catch? Well, every time you come in here, you have to piss hot. Now, you have to understand, I'm 30 years, 30 years of fucking piss tests of fucking every time I turn around, I got to piss in some cup because something happened. Somebody else is involved in something else. And now I've got to piss in the cup because somehow my dick may have been there. I don't get it, but whatever. Well, you shot off enough dicks, so it makes sense. So, you know, after pissing in a cup for that long for and being clean, you know, now I've got to piss hot. The irony in that alone fucking like blew my mind. But okay. So then I go in. So Justin, I'm talking to Justin. I'm on my way in. I'm I'm like, dude. He's like, what? I was like, I'm on my way to get my gold card. He goes, what are you fucking talking about? I was like, I will call you back in exactly 40 minutes. He's like, all right, I'll be here waiting. So I go into the VA, and this is the day. Like, if you pissed hot a certain consecutive number of days they up your dosage or they up the amount they give you. So I was picking up like an eighth every two weeks. Then all of a sudden I get my gold card. Now I'm picking up at half pound or a half ounce or whatever the fuck it is. A half ounce. It's, it's this big and fucking it's all Mexican dirt weed. It doesn't matter. It's all shit weed. But it was the whole point that he's like, holy shit, dude, that's like the first bag of free weed I've ever seen. Had like a little prescription label on it, the whole bit. And Justin was laughing his ass. He's like, dude, see how dry that shit is. You open it up. He's just like automatically talking shit about it. And I was just oh, laughing. Garbage. I knew and, it. Yeah, and then he says, he's like, no, fuck that. He was like, trade trade that give that to your wife and get her shit because she knows more about weed than you ever will Bingo. she's got the good shit yep. and he's like what are you talking about willis and he's justin's like just don't give her a hard time just go just just go ask. that's hilarious so on that on that on that note the comments are are are, are getting antsy they want us to to light it up so uh okay. for all, of you, all of you that are ready uh, got your vapes got your bongs got your blunts uh, this one's for Justin. Uh, remember him as he was the great patriot, the great alpha male, great friend, uh, brother. And uh, I'm thank you, thankful for uh, being a part of your life, man. And uh, I'm going to miss you forever. So this is to you, brother. Cheers. So fucking love you man i really do I'm, uh, not looking forward to the next, <laughs> next couple <laughs> couple days um <clears throat> i don't know what the <clears throat> i 
service situation is like. <clears throat> but if family uh, is okay with the public coming to, to the wake or anything, I will let everybody know if you're in the Vegas area. Nick and Vlan, I know you guys are going to come out. Um, but uh, yeah, but we're going to leave the dogs at home this time. We're just going to fly out. Yeah, his his, uh, uh, his father is a, a hot mess right now. Just got out of the hospital, uh, dealing with back injuries, and I can only imagine what he's he's going through. Um, so uh, I'm just giving him time to get. And get Lindsay, please, everybody, pray for Lindsay because she really she needs all of us right now. Justin's girlfriend. She's she's such an amazing, wonderful person, and you know, one of the last things that that I. Hell, the last thing Justin said to us in person when we were leaving, he was uh, he was going to her house and and he told us to stay at his place and get some sleep before we got up and started driving. We left at like two in the morning, and uh, and he he's walking, he's leaving his apartment. And he's like, he walked down the stairs and and then he, he popped up real quick and that great big smile and he said, "Love you guys." <sighs> Um, so Liana asked if we could record the funeral and, and, and play it for you. Um, if the family is okay with that, I have no problems doing something like that, but I don't, I don't know if the family is going to be okay with that. That's, that's totally up to them. Um, uh, you know, uh, that's not, I think, problem. I think the family would be touched that people want that. I'm going to bring it up to be involved in that. Yeah. I'll bring it up to his father, but, uh, that's, that's not my of decision. Course. Of course it's not your say, but, but, uh, I know a lot of people love to pay their respects. I mean, you guys, you guys all understand. I mean, how many people you reach on over this thing? It's uh, it's ridiculous. There's, it, really it's, it becomes a family, and there's yeah. so many people on our channel that are saying the same thing. Like they can't believe it. They're just amazed. There's no way. And I just uh, wow, it's been a real kick in the fucking old dick. I still don't want to believe it's real. Uh, I literally, I look at my phone, hoping he's going to return my text. I check our DMs, see if he likes anything that I tagged him in, even though I know he's not going to. Honestly, I miss him so much that I kind of hope he's the Antichrist and that in three days he'll return, you know, he'll he'll rise from the dead after being shot in the head. Like, <laughs> I can handle that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh Just to see him smile one more time and give me a hug. Um, yeah, uh, just to see his, yeah, just hear his laugh, man. It's just, it's fucking crazy. Um, and, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be weird living out here without him. You know, I, I literally called him every day. I spoke with him all the fucking time. Like we spent three to five days out of the week doing something together, go to the gym, go to the fucking ride bikes. We go and just fucking hang out the house and smoke weed and hang out with Marley. Like, uh, 99% of the shit that I did, because my girl works cocktail waitress. Like, if I, if I wasn't recording or doing content, I was probably recording or doing content with Justin. Like, that was what I did. And it's, uh, I feel, I feel lost. Uh, I don't, I feel empty out here. I'm not gonna lie. And, uh, I just want to call the dude. Uh, I was screaming at the sky earlier, screaming at him, like, why did you fucking do this? And I know it's selfish for me to say that because I know he was in a lot of pain. He was suffering. Trust me, I know. I had some better conversations with Justin. 
tears rolling down her eyes about the shit he's been through. Um, he was suffering. This is, this is not something that I say lightly. He didn't show it. He's very good at hiding it. He, he as pain as much pain as he was in, he still walked in the room. And he commanded his attention. His presence just you felt it. You felt his presence. And, uh, even even though deep down inside he was fighting some real real demons. Uh, you know, as uh, I wish I could have done more, as much as I try, I tried so hard, man. Belen, Nick, they literally came out to Vegas to see him. So uh, there's nothing that uh, this is. This decision was made, I think, a long time ago, personally. And I want to set the record straight. I don't even think we set it on the show because there's a lot. I, I got a DM mid-show from somebody saying how there's a lot of people that are talking out of pocket right now in the community. Um, they're saying that uh, it doesn't make sense and he was suicided or, or, or Clinton-sided. And, um, this is definitely not the case. Um, that was not what happened. Um, Justin, Justin told me on, on multiple occasions that uh, if he had a manic episode and did something where the cops needed to be called, he was not going to go with the cops. And uh, he was in an episode... Uh, the cops were called, and he stepped out of his truck and put one in his head. And uh, part of me thinks that's what he wanted. Part of me thinks that he had he went on that episode because he wanted the cops to be called because he needed something to give him the courage to pull the trigger. Uh, that's how much pain he was in. He just wanted the pain to go away. Every day he would tell me, James, I just want it to stop. James, I don't, I, I don't want to feel this way anymore. And uh, he was going, I was talking to him to go see a therapist, see a therapist. I know Mick and Vlin were, were talking to him about that as well. He actually, he was seeing a therapist. Mm -hmm. He told me that. Um, he had one session, yeah? No, he had, he had two sessions. He had one while we were there. And, and afterwards he told me, he said, you know, I told my therapist everything that's going on. And she has no idea what to do with it. It's the first time I talked to her. She cried so hard at what I told her. She she couldn't handle it. I believe it. I, I, I like I said, tears were rolling down our faces as he was telling me what happened and the things that he's been through. And uh, you wouldn't know it, like unless and this is we me we were talking about this last night. We we're very privileged to to like. There's a lot of people, a lot of people that know Justin. His entire life was broadcasted on the internet every day since 2016. He was on for two to three hours every day, maybe missed a day here and there. So, so when you do that kind of content and Justin's one of the, you know, uh, he, a lot of his content, you know, he, 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 he always says to me, cause I make fun of him. He embraces the cringe. Like he does a lot of like cringy, like I'm talking to the camera kind of content uh, on his Instagram and things like that. But when you watch his show, you see Justin. That's Justin on the show. That's authentic, real Justin. And a lot of people got to watch him for many, many years. And I see in the comments how many people are like, yo. Um, yo, Patriot Drummer, you can get fucked, dude. Big pussy. Like, real tough, tough big guy talking shit on the internet. Um, 
fucking guy. This is the type of shit like like someone someone wrote in Justin's comments. And on on our YouTube, we are, we out here that like bye, see you later. Like some people are so disgusting, so fucking evil. Yeah, I don't even want to tell you what's on what's on Twitter. What the response? Some of the responses were on Twitter when I I put no, out that. No, this you guy's know, in in uh, Justin's in Justin's our chat. Hearts are broken. We lost our best friend too soon, and just the disgusting fucking disgusting. responses. So it's disgusting. It's disgusting. If you, if well, you let's, had, let's end on a positive note. If you had any idea, don't give those people credit. What this fucking guy was dealing with, you, you, you would have done it a long ass time ago. Let me tell you that. I guarantee it. Um, I guarantee it. Because what this man went through was absolutely disgusting and brought tears to my eyes here in the story. Every day he went online. He went on air and fought and he, fight. He made us laugh and. Hey, Patriot drummer, come come to Las Vegas. I'll show you who's a real pussy. Come to Las I Vegas. Mean, let's, let's fucking get together. You want to fucking talk shit like that? Let's 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 see see how tough you really are. Fucking piece of shit. Um, but uh, no, he he every day every day, this guy would get up and put out hours worth of. Con- I didn't know how he did it. Yeah. I, I didn't know how he did it. Like every like Nick and Ann are like, yo, you guys, you should just go and do your own show every day by yourself. I was like, I can't. Dude, uh, I spend uh, probably three to four hours every single day, you know, getting content, setting up the show. I'm like, this is this is what I do all day. It's a it's a full time job, really, you know, homeschooling, growing food, whatever. But um, I, I mean, I, I like our show goes on at six at two o'clock. I stop what I'm doing around our little mini farm and, and start setting up the show and, you know, all day while I'm working on, on our, our little farm, I'm, you know, listening to podcasts. And I mean, it, it, my whole day, every day is finding content. I don't, he, and he'd come on and he'd be like, I've got 80 folders worth of stuff. And I'm like, Holy shit. I spent four hours and I have like, 20 things. <laughs> I don't know where you get. Where, where do you ever find the time? I, 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 well, this is all he, all he did. I and mean, this is, this is what his, uh, uh, yeah. his life was. This is why I don't want to let cannabis and combat die because this was his life's work. And this is what he worked so hard to build and, uh, grow. And he, he didn't do it for himself. It was a very selfless thing that he was doing when he was doing this content. Like, yeah, he enjoyed doing it. Absolutely. Um, I enjoyed doing, you know, doing content with him as well, but his philosophy and what he truly believed, he truly believed he was helping people and, you know, not just making them laugh and cracking jokes, but sharing the information that the mainstream media would never share or interviewing these people like Clay Clark and calling them out and putting them on blast. Like how many people that have shows that put out content would have done it in the way that Justin did? Nobody. He's the only person that could have done it that way. And that's what I said to him. I was like, yo, man, I, I, I love what you did. I would have done it differently personally, but cause he asked me, he's like, did I go too hard? Like it was, it was it overboard. And I was like, I would have done it differently, but I'll tell you right now, Justin, like, even if you had something planned to do it more cordially, he's like, 
I was like, the, the only way you could have done it was that way. That's the only way Justin could have done it. Like he could have had this whole, he's like, I, I didn't want to come off as a dickhead or a piece of shit. I was like, nah, dude, like that was you. Like that, that was as real as it gets. And the only person that could have done it that way was you. Um, and, and I respect the fuck out of you for it. Cause it needed to be done. It needed to be done. And, uh, he, uh, he was one of a kind and, uh, I'm going to uh, close out this show when we do after we, we let uh, VLAN and, and Mick tell everybody where to find them and um, things like that with the speech adjusting mm-hmm. when, uh, uh, in Las Vegas at, uh, I forget what bar we were at, but I went to the, to the event. It was right after the Shithead Steve situation and Justin gave a speech in front of probably 30 to 40 people. Yeah. Uh, he just tore into people that are elected officials and take oaths to other secret societies and things like that. And it was just an awesome, awesome speech. And he read it and some of it was read and some of it, he just, you could see it when you watch it, he stopped and you could see when he's not reading and he was just all, all him and just putting his heart on his sleeve. And he, that's what he did. He wore his heart on his sleeve all the time. He was a big fucking teddy bear. He really fucking was. He was a giant teddy bear. He's a giant refrigerator, <laughs> and I know I know he's watching right now. Um, but if he was here, I'd tell him I'd put a blast double right in his chest and then beat the shit out of him because um, that's what we did. Um, but he wore his heart as on his sleeve twenty four seven, and he was a genuine human being, a giving human being. And uh, yeah, Jordan, he he fought fucking bears. He, that's what he did. He knew Jaquan though, the master. Of Jaekwondo, the inventor of Jaekwondo. I studied my Jaekwondo under Master Sensei Justin Anders. Um, he taught he taught a Delta Force sniper Jaekwondo, and then I brought with with me to that class was how to tap a bear's nuts at just over a mile. <laughs> you can get that you can get that for the low, low, low price of only $9,999.43 a month. It's a good deal. You, you have no idea what you're getting. You too can be a master in Jaekwondo. I paid the price. It was worth every fucking penny. I'm a Jaekwondo master. I but actually now. Like people don't realize. Like I, I, I avoid fights now. Like Nick talks shit to me. He's like, yo, I'm going to fuck you up when I see you. And I said, you don't know. I fucking fight parents, dude. I, I don't even, You don't even want this sauce anymore. Um, with me? Yeah, yeah. I fight oh, bears. I'm knocking the fuck out. So I'm, well, I fight bears. Now. <laughs> you fucking scare me. I fight fucking bears because I was taught. I was taught Jaekwondo by a master. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, we can't touch each other because I can't fight humans anymore. Because once you fight a bear, <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to bear anymore. Exclusively fight bears. We're not allowed to fight humans. It's not against. Bear. It's not yeah, bear. yeah. Jake, it's it's against Jaekwondo. Uh, philosophy to fight humans now because we're you're so now powerful. a registered weapon of mass destruction no it's That's like that, it's like that meme of everybody partying and you're the guy standing in the corner and they're like they don't even know i fight bears <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they don't even know they don't even know not even know. and uh yeah he, mean, you are required to have a beard by the yes, way it is it is a requirement it is a requirement to fight bears um, so you guys can train jaquan though yeah. um hashtag blueberry duck farts and uh 
like Operation Blueberry. That, but like people don't realize Operation Blueberry Duck Farts. Like part of that was the 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 non political content. Like it was like that was part of his operation was to to do content that wasn't politically motivated. Like, uh, whoa, whoa, man, he's gonna be fucking so missed. And uh, I I don't even I don't even know what to say. I I didn't even expect to be on here this long. Yeah. Um, but um, man, I love that dude. I'm gonna miss him a lot. And- I don't even know what time it is because my phone died. So Lindsay, if you are still trying to text me, my apologies. My phone is dead. Yeah, uh, I will charge it again when I get off and and call you. Um, or or text me and I'll relay the message. But um, Nick Vlin, I appreciate you guys coming on tonight. Um, and, uh, and doing this with me, um, and Anthony and Nick, I didn't even know how I was going to get through it. And, uh, I apologize. I got emotional. I don't really like yeah. to show, show that side of me. Dude, we were balling last night. And yeah, the, the news wrote about it. You see that article the news wrote about? Yeah. They, they wrote uh, Las Vegas review journal. They said three, three. Actually, of the- I, I got it. I got to be honest with them. I didn't agree with their full take on the whole Syslac thing and everything else that Justin did, but they actually gave him a fair shout on that one. Lindsay was waiting for his change my mind videos. That's fucking hilarious. Um, Yeah. We were going to go to gyms. We were going to go to gyms like MMA gyms. Like Las Vegas is the fucking Mecca for MMA. And, and we were going to put like tables in front of the a- a- MMA gyms. Like, uh, we're, we're friends with James, real quick, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say, uh, it was a pleasure having been doing the show with you guys. I have to catch a flight. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm going to buy out. Appreciate you. Be safe. Justin, you're going to be missed. Guys, I'll catch your next show. Anthony, see you later. See you later. James, later. Um, so I'll pray your pilot doesn't stroke out. <laughs> so, uh, we were we 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 were gonna he 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 wanted to include me in this because I used to fight, and this was all all his idea, and it was so fucking hilarious. But we knew uh, one of Randy Couture's trainers, Eddie Baracco. Um, <laughs> T-shirts, <laughs> fucking uh, what was it? Uh, uh, MMA is just, faking gay. Faking gay, yeah, yeah. MMA is faking gay, and we were gonna put put a table and have a, a sign in front of the the, the gym. So when all these big like UFC fighters were training at these gyms, and we were gonna put MMA fit is fake is it fake and gay changed my mind, and uh, we were gonna we were gonna go in there and just fight these guys, probably get our fucking a- asses kicked. At least I was. I'm not a giant refrigerator, but uh, you know we were just gonna go in there and just be like, yeah, we fight bears, like. Uh, and, uh, Sorry, we can't fight you unless you're a bear. Yeah, we can't fight you unless you're a bear. But we were gonna go in there and just, you know, just put on this whole shtick that MMA is fake and gay, and we fight bears, and and just make a bunch of content and like go into the MMA gym and just get their reactions of all these these professional fighters, these high level athletes, and uh, see me fucking fat and out of shape and just literally making fun of MMA and saying how it's fake and gay. Um, <laughs> You know, it's like, it's like when you're watching the fight. It's like it, the concept came from like when you're watching the fight, and it's like those those uh, Monday Mac, Monday morning quarterback MMA watchers. They sit there, they're like, "Just stand up! Like, why don't you? Like, if I was fighting, I would do this." And they're like watching the fight, and they're like, "Why don't they do that?" And we were gonna go in there and just do that and fail miserably. Just it would be great content. And uh, man, 
I'm, I'm bummed I'm not going to be able to do that with him. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Mick, Velin, like I said, thank you guys for coming on and doing this with us. Um, it's been a really fucking tough day. And uh, I'll see you guys in a couple days. But for our audience, and I want to have you guys back on on much better circumstances so you could really tell your stories. Uh, and I've told, I've, I've told the dick punch story already, but I'd love our audience to hear it from your mouth and then talk about the clown world that we're currently living. Cause there's so much to talk about and you guys have a great take and, and you guys do a great job with your show. Um, but tell everybody where, where they can find you. And, uh, um, so we go live every, uh, Monday through Friday, 6 PM Eastern on, Twitch, DLive, Rumble, Clout Hub, and uh, redpills.tv. Uh, just look up the Patriot Party podcast. We've got the lion logo. Um, and then uh, Saturday nights, we do uh, True Spiracy at 9 p.m. Eastern, although we may be switching that up to Sunday soon so we can also do it on Red Pills TV because right now it conflicts with uh, another show. show. So, um, but uh, yeah, so, and you know, Justin really was part of the inspiration for us to go live as well. I mean, he, he helped with so much of it. It was just, we couldn't have done it without him. Um, No no shot. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we also put out an audio podcast every morning um, from the live show the night before that's everywhere except for Spotify because they, kicked us off on like oh, uh, welcome to the party yeah we're part of that party what when did oh they kicked us off when we interviewed a, i think it was like our episode janet. uh no when we interviewed the guy who um was it janet, it no, it was janet. Deplorable okay. janet. yeah uh we interviewed a guy who uh saw ashley babbitt get shot in january 6th and 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 that kind of that that didn't help us either so yeah but uh yeah it's you know god, cucks. Fuck those I guys. really you know you said before that god inspired you to start your podcast and and we were the same it was just one day we we looked at each other and and we're like you know we they, everyone's getting it wrong like they they don't see the bigger picture and you know we just looked at each other and like let's start a podcast it's like god told us to stomach mm-hmm. A microphone on the side of a computer and start talking and 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 we were like oh you know okay well we were so excited if we we would have been so excited if we got a dozen listeners on the first show and we got like i don't know 50 we were like woohoo this is awesome you know and uh and and then it's just it's all been uphill from there so um yeah it's it's you know it's been such an amazing ride and and we've really become a family this whole Mm-hmm. whole thing and and justin was such a very big part of that oh, he really was he, he he truly was a big part of that and, uh you know uh like i said he was all about fellowship and uh getting together with those that you loved spending time with them that's what i loved about justin when we hung out with we prayed before every meal that we ate together um and uh you know, every time we'd go into battle and do something, we'd say a prayer. Like, uh, going to Catholic school, I've talked about it on our show a lot. Um, you know, in this movement, uh, it's really brought me back to God big time. I had a very rough relationship with God growing up, going to Catholic school. And, uh, 
even though I, I, I was a believer again and I believed in God wholeheartedly and I was praying, I was praying to myself. Like I didn't share that with anybody. It's not something that like I felt comfortable doing yet. Justin brought that out of me. Uh, he was the first person to get me to pray with somebody else and pray publicly in front of people. And, uh, uh, Justin, like I, I said 10 million times, was one of a kind. And uh, I'm going to miss him more than any, I think anybody realized. And you guys get it. But, yeah. Uh, I spent a lot of time with him. Like, we were supposed to go hang out tomorrow. We were supposed to go bike riding. That was the plan. I threw out my back two weeks in a row. I've missed the past two weeks. Like That was supposed to be our plan. I was supposed to put all of our content out for the day, get everything ready. At 8 o'clock, we put our shit down, and we go ride bikes. We just get high, and we have a good fucking time. We laugh, we joke, we play music. That was the plan. And, uh, you know, Tomorrow, I'm going to wake up, and that plan is not part of the day. And uh, it sucks. I don't like this feeling. I don't like even talking about it. But um, I'm going to do everything that I can to keep Justin's memory alive, his legacy, all of his work. I know Mick, Velen, you're going to do the same. Ant, you're going to help as well. Um, everybody that's watching, listening, Wolfpack, I know I see a lot of you guys in here in, in all of the chats because for whatever reason, the Foxhole and Justin's channel is not working. Um, but uh, I, I know... Um, you guys loved him as well, and I could see it. I could see all the comments. Like, the, like I could see you guys having conversations in the chat with each other while the show is going on. It's amazing. Like, this is the type of impact and community that Justin built. Um, and uh, we're gonna do everything that we can um, to keep that alive. And you guys are always welcome to come over and hang out with us. We the People Radio. I'm sure Mick and Vlan feel the same way. Um, Absolutely. Justin will always be a part of our show. Serious CBD will always be a part of our show. Um, I know it's still up and running, so go to serious-cbd.com uh, and you know, in support of Justin, go out and buy. Let's sell out his store. Let's sell everything out, and then we got to figure out what's next. But go and buy fucking everything. Serious-cbd.com and uh, yeah. And, uh, I'm going to miss him a lot and uh, it sucks. I don't even want to say goodbye because like, I feel like I'm saying goodbye to a friend, you know. The great Jonathan waves. This is, uh, this is what Justin would have done. Like if it was me, he'd be doing a show. You know, he'd be doing a tribute. And this is what he'd be doing, talking to everybody and remembering me. And, I, and this is not goodbye, brother. This is see you soon. I love you, man. I'm never going to forget you. And, uh, man, we'll be back next week with regular content. I appreciate you making VLIN. And until next time, Justin, we love you. And I'm going to end this episode with, uh, with Justin's speech. So stick around. If you haven't seen it, uh, definitely want to check it out. He fucking goes in. It's Justin to to the fullest. You get 100% of them in this video. And uh, I love him very much. Pray for his family. Pray for everybody that, that knew him. And uh, he's no longer in pain. He's no longer in suffer. And uh, God, I pray that you open up your gates and just hug him. 
because that's what he deserves. He did so much for all of us. So God bless Justin. God bless his family. Cannabis in combat will never die. Neither will serious CBD wolf pack. Oh. First Amendment away. We cannot forget our First Amendment rights. And if they try to take those away from us, like I always say, we have the second. That's Without right. further ado, Justin Anders. Yeah! It's great to be here, everybody. Thank you for coming out. Uh, I'm sure you saw uh, a pretty rough side of me. That uh, I'm not ashamed of it, but it's also like, dang, they saw another side of Justin. It's not, that's not me all the time. I don't run around yelling at old guys. Uh, <laughs> But he's a traitor, and I mean that by every sense of the word. So the one he got was like I told him, you're lucky I'm a law-abiding citizen. I prepared a speech tonight, and uh, I had a little help with it. And uh, I want you guys just to relax and settle in because there's going to be some real poignant points made tonight. And uh, there might be some enemies made and some friends made tonight. And there might be some people in this room have their feelings hurt. And uh, I don't care. <laughs> so this is Matthew 21 12 Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there he overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves it is written he said my house will be called a house of prayer but you are making it a den of robbers for those of you who aren't familiar with this Bible verse it's the one time in Jesus' life where he demonstrated righteous anger. The merchants, politicians, and other individuals using the house that God built for profit and personal gain was the only thing that could provoke this reaction from Jesus. The people exploiting Passover betrayed their promise to faithfully serve the house of the Lord. Instead, they chose to serve their own interests and self-enrichment. Their loyalty their serve, to serve their self-interest cannot exist in the same space as their loyalty to serve God. The house of the Lord is built to serve and uplift his people, not create wealth and social status. Our government is built on a similar foundation. Our laws were created to serve the interests of the common man by uplifting him and protecting his God-given rights. Unfortunately, much like this story, there are many who seek positions in government only to enrich themselves. We all know this to be true. Right? Am I right? Yeah. Every single person in this room can name at least one politician that left their seat wealthier than when they started. You cannot serve two masters and be an effective public servant. Just like you cannot serve two masters and be an effective example of Christ. They are mutually exclusive. It doesn't matter if you believe in God or not. Our republic is founded on a sacred document that serves all people. People whose rights come not from a flawed, imperfect, an irrational being like man. No, 
They come from a power higher than all of us. Call it what you will, but every person in this great nation has the exact same rights as everybody else. Public servants must take an oath to uphold our Constitution by protecting these rights from enemies foreign and domestic. This oath is a promise, a divine contract between elected representatives and those who they represent. Everybody in this room. This oath is meant to create trust that the leaders we choose will fight to protect us. So what happens when these individuals take another oath? An oath that supersedes the first. An oath not, protect, not to protect and serve everyone, but an oath to protect and serve the other members of a club. A brotherhood. A secret society, if you will. We all know who they are. We know their name, and we know where they meet. We've seen Hollywood romanticize their role in history and downplay their role in society today. Chances are, you know one of their members. In fact, there are probably several in this room right now. They are the Freemasons. the Shriners, and all the other secret societies that go by names of Illuminati, Skull and Bones, Trilateral Commission, Bilderberg Group, all these assholes. Yeah, the same men who dress up in hats with tassels on them and ride around in funny little cars at every holiday parade. The ones who do charitable deeds and build hospitals for those in need. If this is your only knowledge of these secret societies, you probably don't understand how significant the conflict of interest is for their members who hold offices within our government. Allow me to enlighten you. While the world of the Freemasons is a complex structure of hierarchy, one thing remains constant. The deeper you get in their ranks, the higher the stakes, and the darker the oaths become. Their, initiation, their initiation oath reads as follows. This is their oath. This is what they swear. Cops, judges, governors, all types of people are involved in this shit, you guys. This is their oath, quote unquote. Further, I will keep a worthy brother Master Mason secret inviolable when communicated to and received by me as such. Murder and treason accepted. Further, I will not cheat, wrong, or defraud in Master Mason's lodge, nor a brother of this degree knowingly nor supplant him in any of his laudable undertakings, but will give him due and timely notice that he may ward off danger. The higher the ranking, the stronger the oath becomes. Masons reaching the highest levels must swear the following. I will aid and assist a companion Mason when engaged in any difficulty and espouse his cause so far as to extricate him from the same 
if within my power, whether he be right or wrong. This includes any criminal act, including murder or treason. Masons who reach the Royal Arch degree also swear to promote and vote for any fellow Mason of that degree before any other of equal qualifications. Ever don't get a job you're supposed to? The unqualified guy got it? Yeah. Just saying. It should be further emphasized that the higher the rank in the members of the Freemasons, they openly promote and adhere to Luciferian doctrinism. That's right. That's right. All you low-level Masons don't know about this. Why don't you ask them about the left-hand path? This isn't a conspiracy theory or a myth. High-ranking Masons have published the following books admitting this exactly. Morals and Dogma by Albert Pike, The Secret Teachings of All Ages by Manly P. Hall, and The Lost Keys of Freemasonry by Manly P. Hall. I encourage everyone to educate themselves on this topic, especially if you say things like drain the swamp or support ridding our government of corruption. You cannot treat the disease unless you find the cause, and this is the cause. Now allow me to read you the oath of our elected officials. I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I take this obligation freely, without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of this office in which I am about to enter, so help me God. How can a man who's taken the first oath possibly enter the second oath freely without mental reservation or purpose of evasion? You can't. What if you found out that your spouse pledged themselves to another and their commitment to you is secondary? Would you trust your spouse? What if it was your coworker or your business partner? Could you possibly trust anyone if you found out that their loyalty to you is secondary? No, you couldn't, and yet most do. We do it every single day with our leaders. We do it every single day with our colleagues. Logan Gifford of the Nevada Republican Party holds the position of the field region, regional field director. Yeah, I met him at a voter integrity meeting not too long ago. This is the person in charge of organizing nearly all the Nevada GOP poll watching canvassing, and other important events. He's also a 32nd degree mason and a shriner. Anybody else have a problem with this? No. No? No, I don't have a problem with that. Are you a Freemason? No, I'm not. Now I have a problem with you. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. I got you. Damn, this is a gang member. Good man, good man. Uh, he proudly blasts this all over his social media accounts. Can you trust a man to do right and respect voter integrity in our own party if you know his alliances to his brother Masons before each and every one of you? 
one or the other, guys. You're either with We the People, or you're with an international satanic brotherhood. We the people. That's right. That's right. We the people under God, right? You know, I'm going to interrupt my speech and tell you a little story. I went to the North Hollywood chapter looking to become a Mason when I was a young man. As a Christian, I heard some things that seemed like conspiracy theories. So before I joined, I wanted to meet with the leader of the place and ask him flat out man to man a couple important things. As a Christian, I'm okay with joining some type of men's group. But as I read some of the Masonic teachings, the word Luciferianism kept coming up. As an actor in L.A., I could see all the actors getting jobs from Masons, but I can't do this Luciferianism shit. Maybe it's a conspiracy theory. Let me go ahead and meet with Jan Eddy at the North Hollywood Freemason Center. Sat down with Jan Eddy, let him know some of the things that you got to let these people know, that you're not one of the profane, right? I've been conspiracy theorists for a long time. I knew exactly what to tell him to make him think I was on his side. I asked him halfway through the conversation, so Jan, a lot of the profane, a lot of the going, they don't know this, but this is Luciferianism, right? He lit up. He smiled at me. It was my buddy all of a sudden. He says, exactly, not many people know that. There's a lot of good people in the Freemasons. They're kept on the right-hand path, and they have no fucking idea they're worshiping the devil. Freemasons hold positions in, this high, in the highest levels of government, education, banking, science, and every other possible industry you can think of. Their loyalty is to themselves. Freemasons will always choose to protect, to serve, and to assist other Freemasons over you and me. Every time. That's part of their deal. This harmless international brotherhood is men of men is a complex network of players who infiltrate every industry in every community with every intention of conspiring to create a world that looks the way they want it to a world that serves their interests first and leaves whatever is left for the useful idiots and cowards who willingly look the other way Decades of manipulation and conditioning have created a population of weak men who run away from uncomfortable truths. Men who are willing to ignore the cancer that is feeding on our great nation if they can go on living in whatever level of miserable comfort they've allowed themselves to settle on. I'm here to say no more. I didn't join the race for sheriff because I believe myself to be more qualified or experienced than any other candidate. At this point, a trained monkey with a gun who doesn't do anything would do a better job than Lombardo. I'm not here to ask you to support me in the sheriff race. I'm not here to kiss babies, I'm not here to shake hands or overpromise now and deliver later. I'm not here to make friends, and I'm not here to rub elbows. I'm here to let everyone know that it doesn't matter which party you belong to or who you're friends with. If you have taken a secret oath that would supersede your oath of office, we will find you. 
and we will tell the world who you are and what you're about. We the people are tired of begging for scraps while dishonest politicians fight in front of the cameras and conspire against us behind them. It's time to choose, ladies and gentlemen. You don't have to choose Republican or Democrat, liberal or conservative. Nope. It's time for each and every one of you to choose. And the choice is going to be between good and evil. Sick of this shit? Yeah. Yeah. Can I get a hell yeah? yeah? I don't know about you guys, but I don't like gangs. I've dealt with them before and I don't fucking like them. You got a problem with me, you come at me one on one. Right? Unless you're the cops. You guys are allowed to gang up on people. Go get that son of a bitch. <laughs> but, but the Freemasons, these secret societies, I mean, look at the presidential election with Skull and Bones members, George Bush and John Kerry. It's right in our face, guys. It's right in our face. It's an elephant in the room, and everybody's afraid to talk about it. Because these people are dangerous. Absolutely. They are a gang, and they are occupying the power, most powerful positions in most societies. I'll bet you $1,000 there's a couple of them sitting in here in this room tonight, and their buttholes are puckering. <laughs> they don't like the light of day. They don't like all of us talking about this shit right in front of them. They hate it. They hate it. Go look at the Freemason Center downtown. There's only about 50 parking spots in that place. You know why? Because only the most powerful people in town are part of it. None of us, most of them. If there is anybody part of this, you're probably on the right-hand path. You're what they're calling a useful idiot. You don't know that you've been psychologically profiled through every single one of your initiations to determine whether or not you're a God-fearing man or not. Every time they tell you to do something in your initiation, they're always going to tell you it's the right answer, meaning they're going to do a psychological profile on you and they're going to tell you to desecrate your religious book. If you do it, they tell you, great job. They put you on the left-hand path, which goes up to 360 degrees. They know you're evil and you'll be able to be conducted into doing evil things. If you refuse to desecrate your religious book in these initiations, they also tell you, good job, you made the right decision. And they put you on the right-hand path and you go build hospitals and feed homeless people because the Freemasons and these secret societies are nothing more than the bloods of the PR division. Any police, any government, any sheriff, anybody involved in any of these secret societies has to be outed and gone. There's a major conflict of interest. I don't know what your gang policy is in the police, but as far as I'm concerned, Freemasons, Shriners, and any other secret society, that's as much of a gang as the bloods and the crypts. I, for one, will be damned if I have law enforcement agents, members of a secret society where they have oaths to lie and to cheat and to kill and cover for each other. I'd rather deal with the Hells Angels, quite frankly. At least they're criminals and they're honest with you. They don't come at you with a badge first. So my whole thing tonight is just to say the elephant in the room. 
If we got people holding badges or political offices that are a member of a secret society, they need to be investigated and if found of any crimes, prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, no questions asked. Can I get a let's go Brandon? Let's go Brandon. Let's go Brandon. Let's go Brandon. I love you guys. Thank you for coming. Don't forget it. You can't handle the truth.